Hello, friends. Have you identified the unique contribution the Spirit of God has gifted you to make in His kingdom? Welcome to the Effective Church Leaders Podcast, where we answer your questions on a variety of topics related to church leadership, church health, and church growth. Today, we are continuing our series entitled, Finding Your Purpose in the Body of Christ. In this episode, we want to help you find your calling. That's right. We believe you, along with every other follower of Jesus, has a calling, a purpose, a unique contribution that only you can make to the cause of Christ. That's right. You know, hun, my gut feeling is that many, if not the majority of Christians, do not sense a calling from God. So I'm glad we're going to delve into this subject. Maybe the first thing we should do is define what we mean by calling. Good idea. Because uh, a calling is just a summons from God to use a particular gift or gifts or to fill a particular role or a function. It's a divine summons or a divine invitation. Synonyms might include words like vocation or occupation or profession or job. Good. So when we ask someone if he or she has a sense of calling, we're asking if they feel God has has laid their his hands on their shoulders, so to speak, and given them a particular job to accomplish, a function to fulfill. We're asking, is there something God has asked or invited or commissioned or even pushed you <laughs> to doing? Because sometimes Good. we find ourselves doing stuff we may not have thought we gave permission to do, but it was clear why we were there. Okay, good. You know, hon, there are numerous examples in the New Testament of men and women who felt a calling from God. Right. They felt that God had commissioned them, as you said, to do something. I'm thinking, for example, of the Apostle Paul. He certainly felt that God had given him a commission to reveal the mystery of God, how it was that even Gentiles could become heirs of God and become members of the same body with Jewish people. And he makes that clear in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. In Colossians 1, verses 25 through 27, here's what he wrote. I became its servant, and, and that is the church's servant. I became the church's servant according to God's commission that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known. The mystery that has been hidden throughout the ages and generations, but has now been revealed to his saints. To them, to the saints, God chose to make known How great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Paul certainly felt a calling from God to take the message of salvation to the Gentiles. That's right. And then there was John the baptizer who seemed to sense a calling from God. He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Don't you think he felt his commission was to prepare the way of the Lord? Absolutely. I mean, I think that's what he he thought he was to prepare people for Jesus' coming. It certainly sounds that way. And, of course, there's the example of Jesus who undoubtedly felt a calling from God. One time when the crowds were looking for him and when they found him, they, they tried to prevent him from leaving them. And he said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other cities also, for I was sent for this purpose. Jesus knew his purpose. I think that's pretty clear. He knew what his heavenly father had called him to do, 
and he was going to do it, and he made it clear. Very good, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, but uh, let's push back a little bit. Well, of course you're going to push back. Be the devil's advocate a little (laughs) bit. How might we respond to those Christians who might say something like this? Okay, you believe every Christian should have a sense of calling, but to prove your point, you only offer Paul and John the Baptist and Jesus. Of course, they felt that God had commissioned them for some special task. But, hey, I'm not a Paul or John or Jesus. They were special. I'm I'm not so special. How would you respond to that? Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think first I would say, wait a minute, don't be selling yourself short. Okay. Um, if God would commission Paul and John and even Jesus with rows to fill and tasks to perform, why wouldn't he do it for you and for all of his children? Okay. I mean, I think that's for everybody. It wasn't just unique. And the second thing I think we could say that the scriptures speak of a calling for every follower of Jesus. First Peter 2 9 says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. There it is. He called us out. We have been called out of sin to live for God. And in this passage, called to proclaim the mighty acts of God. Big job. Great. We've Great all passage. been called. Yes, yeah. we have. Here are some other passages that speak of our calling. Colossians 3.15. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. How about Galatians 5 and verse 13. For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only don't use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence, but through love become slaves to one another. We are called to serve one another. Mm Mm-hmm. How about 1 Peter 2, verses 20 and 21? To this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you should follow in his steps. Hey, we've been called to suffer as Jesus suffered. And then there's the direct statement that God has called us in Romans chapter 8 and verse 30. So many passages here that talk about being called by God. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think there's really anything in scriptures that we noted that talk of the call to a specific job or vocation. Okay. Do you? Um, I mean, we probably wish a big neon light would drop in our bedroom with that specific thing on there. Most of them, most of the callings in these scriptures speak of God's call upon us to come out of sin and into his kingdom and to serve one another and to live a life separated from sin. But still, why wouldn't God gift us to do certain things in his name? Why wouldn't God call us to certain tasks? Don't we all have a part to play in God's eternal plan? I mean, I believe we do. I think that's borne out in Scripture. I agree, and I believe it too. You know, honey, if we can agree that every Christian is called by God to use his or her gifts in the kingdom, if we can affirm that every Christian should feel a sense of divine calling, Right, and we do. We do. How might one identify a calling? Difficult, huh? There you go, yeah. And I think now we're getting to the crux of the matter. Mm -hmm. It's just not always clear what God may have called us to do, right? Right, hence the neon sign. Yeah, no neon signs. I mean, he doesn't write in the sky. Here's what I want you to do. Mm -hmm. And and by the way, that reminds me of a joke that maybe I think I heard my dad tell. I'm not (laughs) sure. It's pretty corny. Uh Uh-oh. 
A man was in a field one day. He looked up into the sky and saw these letters, G-P-C. And when he saw those letters, he just knew that they were a sign from God to go preach Christ. So he dropped everything and decided to become a preacher. But what if those letters stood for something else? What if they stood for go plant corn? That's not just corny. It's a groaner. Oh, that's pathetic. Well, anyway, uh, we may have heard preachers who we thought should have gone to plant corn instead of mm-hmm. doing what they were doing. But that's beside the point. Uh, they read the fortune cookie wrong. Yeah. Well, my point here is it's not always clear what God may want us to do. At least it's not always clear in specific terms what God may want us to do. However... We do believe that there are questions that may be asked to help a follower of Jesus identify her or his calling. And I'd like for us to consider some of these questions in the remainder of this episode. What do you think? I think that's a good idea. And one quick point to make, sometimes our callings and the directions God sends our way may adjust over life. Sure. Um, There have been things that we have done, I know, written children's curriculum and worked with children and puppeteering and I would have to have knee replacement to do puppeteering today (laughs) just kidding but you know what I mean some of those some of those gifts some of those callings they're going to adjust and change over time so we may be looking for one eternal lifetime thing and that's why we don't find it is because we grow and develop but we'll get into that here just a little bit more okay but Listeners, we have six questions in mind that may help a follower of Jesus identify their calling. And the first question is, what opportunities to serve have you been given? I'm thinking of an imagery of open and closed doors. You know, what doors of opportunity have been open to you? Uh, And by that, I mean, how have you found yourself in a room because a door was open and you didn't open it, but there you are. It's a door of opportunity. What doors have been closed? Remember what Luke wrote in Acts 16 regarding the Apostle Paul and his missionary team? They had been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. I wonder how that prohibition came to Paul, but it was clear they were not. That was a closed door. Then they attempted to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them in Acts 16, 6 through 8. And also, Paul received a vision of a Macedonian man pleading for him to come to help them in Macedonia. That was clearly some open and closed doors, don't you think? Right, I do. And you know, there is another passage in 1 Corinthians 16 that is relevant here where Paul writes, but I will stay in Ephesus until Pentecost for a wide door for effective work has opened to me Hmm. and there are many adversaries. And you get the feeling when you read that passage that Paul credits God with opening that door. Well, and can we just say he saw an open door, not for opportunities, but because of adversaries. That's interesting. We misread open doors sometimes. Anyway. Yep. Good. So what are the opportunities that you've been given, Christian leader or Christian? What are the opportunities you've been given? Have you been given the opportunity to to teach a Bible class or to lead a song or to preach or to serve on a ministry team or to serve as an overseer of your church? Just think about the opportunities that you have been given. You may find your calling in those opportunities. And here's the second question, honey, that we want our listeners to consider. 
What encouragement related to a possible calling have you received from others? And I think the first open door question connects with the encouragement question. Sometimes what may look like an open door is really not an open door based on the encouragement that or encouragement we don't get from other people. Okay. All right. Yeah. If we don't get encouragement to do something, it may be a closed door is what you're saying. Yeah. Or other people say, you know, we think your gifts might be here. Let's try this. Yeah. 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 And that's really what we're talking about in the second question. Mm -hmm. You know, my guess is that there are gospel preachers today who in their youth were pulled aside by an older Christian, perhaps by a mentor and told, you know, you would make a fine gospel preacher one day. Mm-hmm. Or perhaps someone has encouraged you to become one of the church's shepherds. Someone expressed faith in you and confidence in your spiritual maturity and said, you know, why don't you consider being an elder in the Lord's church? Uh, by the way, I want to just say here something, honey. I believe that every gospel preacher really does need to feel a sense of calling. I think they will have a difficult time being effective and staying in full-time ministry if they don't believe God has called them to preach the gospel. Amen. And thank God for those little old women and men who threw an arm around the shoulder of some teenager and encouraged him with the dream of becoming a gospel preacher or becoming a church leader or becoming an elder. Thank God for those older Christians who encouraged those younger Christians to find a calling. You know, I've heard, I've, enc- I've heard you encourage missionaries to remember their calling as they were being commissioned to go on the field. You've encouraged them to write that down and to remember their calling because that calling will sustain them when the times are difficult. Yes. And it will help prevent them from thinking, I made a big mistake uh, because suffering is going to come. Things are adversarial, like Paul mentioned, adversarial times are going to come. And to um, have that encouragement from other people and to remember that, it, like you were talking about for gospel preachers, is really essential. Knowing your calling will keep you on the right track. It will. Mm-hmm. So have others encouraged you to pursue a certain calling, listener? Perhaps God is speaking through that encouragement. And here's a third question to consider. What have you learned about yourself and your purpose in life from a combination of thought personal reflection, and prayer, and maybe even some experience, too. I really like the encouragement to pray for God's guidance and help in that question. Surely God will help us to identify our calling when we ask for his help in prayer. And I just know he will work through the discovery process. When we talk to him, I think he's going to help make things more clear to us when we're both on the same page and we're looking and seeking discovery that thought and personal reflection and prayer, God's going to work in all of that. And often he works through other people like we just talked about. I like that. I like that. Here's question number four, hun. What are the areas in which you have special training? So have you been to a school that gave you training or knowledge that maybe others don't have? What do you know and what training do you have that would equip you for a specific role in the church? And maybe that equips you for something that others don't have that training. Others don't have that knowledge. Maybe that knowledge, that training has equipped you for a role that others cannot fill. And what's interesting is sometimes special training or knowledge opens the doors to other areas. Yes. 
That is not unique to that training. It's very interesting. Good. Moving on to question number five, it's also similar. What are your gifts, talents, and abilities? I think this is a great question to consider when trying to identify your calling. This fits right in with what we've been saying in the first three episodes in this series, that God has gifted each of us and that, therefore, our purpose or calling might easily connect with what we've been gifted to do. We noted, for example, that some people just seem to have the gift of encouragement. They are good at encouraging others. They know how to flash a warm smile, and they're just so kind and thoughtful and hospitable and unselfish in their ways with other people. Who could deny that their calling may very well be to encourage others? You know, to be a Barnabas, for example, who was known as a son of encouragement. And just a little comment on that before we move on. Being an encourager is not the same as just being nice. I know you're wondering where I'm going with this, but being an encourager is a person that's not just polite, but it's a person that looks into a person's life and uses words, hopefully shaped by God, to encourage them in their gifts and in their spiritual walk. And that's not a small thing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we see encouragement as a lesser gift, Um, something that, you know, is not as important as an elder or a preacher or speaking, those kinds of things. But I'm telling you, encouragers are desperately needed in the kingdom of God. And many people have that gift. And many is the person who has retained their faith because someone encouraged them, maybe quietly and no one else knew. Just a little sidebar I want to go off on there. That's good, honey. And by the way, that that is a specific gift mentioned in Romans chapter 12, encouragement. Know, but we don't often, you know, some, we kind of tend to have prioritized yeah. gifts. Yeah. And none of them are greater than the other. Very, very good. Okay, let's mention one final question to ask in a person's quest to discover their calling. Here it is, question number six. It's this. Do you feel a strong desire to do something for the Lord, even a passion to do something? If so, what is it? You know, I've known some missionaries who had a passion for a people group, in a, maybe in a certain region, or a passion for a specific country. Did God place that desire on their hearts to serve him on a foreign mission field? I think he probably did. I would did. think so. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to speak for God, but that sure sounds like something God does and did do. We serve, you know, you and I served for a short time in the northeastern part of the United States because you, honey, you really felt a strong desire to return that region and work with the church because of an experience that you had and it became a calling. Yeah. And you wanted to be obedient to that calling. And because I thought you were cute, I decided to get married and go with you. <laughs> but no, it was my calling too, as I discovered. So so we believe one's interests, desires, and passions and experience, well, they will surely inform our calling. So listener, what do you want to do? What is a passion deep in your heart? Because quite possibly God has placed that des- desire in and on your heart. Listen to that. Very good. Yes. Okay, babe, why don't we close this episode by underscoring a few thoughts, okay. just by way of review. First of all, every Christian has a calling from God and should feel a sense of calling. Yes. Second, identifying that calling or that commission from God may not be clear or readily apparent, 
But there are questions that we may ask that can help us to identify that calling. Surely one thing we can do is to ask those followers of Jesus around us who know us well and who love us what they think. They can help us to discover our purpose in the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And I, I appreciate what you said there at the end. It is so important that each of us help each other find our gifts. And I, how many times have someone called out something in you? What would the difference, what would it do to a child, an adolescent, to have someone a little older and say, goodness, I saw Jesus in you today when you did such and so. You are gifted in that. Or I really appreciated how you did this or this. Those kinds of call, those kinds of affirmations and calling out gifts in people, we we are really quick sometimes to give the criticism, but let's be quicker to call out each other's gifts that like God that. has given them, because that's part of what we're supposed to do in the kingdom too. We have gifts we're supposed to use, but we're also help supposed to help encourage others. In their, with their gifts. Those are wonderful words, honey. Thank you. Well, let's close this episode with one final encouragement, since we've been talking about encouragement <laughs> to our brothers and sisters out there. Uh, we want to give you this word. Please fulfill your calling. Accomplish the purpose God has given you in the body of Christ. The church needs you to use your gifts. Let's say that again. The church needs you to use your gifts. The Lord needs you to live up to your calling. We need you to play your part and fill your role because you've been uniquely created to be a part of this kingdom on earth. You do have a role to play and a calling to fulfill in the body of Christ. And we all need you to identify that calling and just get after it. Very good. Good words. Thanks, hon. Okay. That's going to do it for this episode, friends. We plan to return with yet another episode in this series, Finding Your Purpose in the Body of Christ, in about two weeks. Until then, may God bless you and your service for him.